Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey everybody, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Beekeeping for Newbies. As always, I do appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, or anything else you want to throw my way, just reach out to jeff at beekeepingfornewbies.com, which also reminds me if you're more of these security-minded folks and prefer to protect the contents of your email from companies that voluntarily share all your personal data, feel free to reach us at moreonthebees at protonmail.com. We are absolutely not sponsored by Proton or any of their products, but I am big fans of anything that protects your freedom, rights, and privacy. Okay, so there is a whole lot going on that I would really love to just sit here and pour my heart out regarding a certain entity that I deal with on a regular basis, but the time is just not exactly right for that right now. One of these days we'll have a chat about it. I'll probably have to do like a completely separate thing so that people don't actually think they're logging in to listen to a B-related subject. It'll just be me ranting so they can just know, okay, I don't want to hear him rant. But I do have a grocery list of sarcastic things that I want to say and rant about with this specific entity but I realize I want this to be a safe place for all to enjoy, and I don't want to impose my sarcasm and lack of patience for stupidity onto all of you. So we'll just focus on the bees. So the first thing I just want to tackle here is I am back to work full-time outside of honeybees. Uh, everything with the, the business operations management, everything's transferred over to other third parties and other entities, uh, which actually leads me to an important disclaimer, just, you know, based on the fact that I am working for someone else now. So uh, I'm going to read the disclaimer for you. The feelings, thoughts, and viewpoints, past, present, and future are solely mine and are in no way affiliated with any company, business, entity, or third party. They are just one person's opinion intended to pass along information for educational purposes only. Fact checkers have determined that 80% of the time, the information you receive will be 100% correct. Continuing to listen to this podcast may subject you to feelings of happiness, sadness, love, hate, loneliness, or helplessness. While every effort will be made to consider the feelings of others, my selfishness often overrides those feelings. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, so we are going to jump right in here. I have got uh, something that I set up. I actually set this up a long time ago, but because I have just been doing a lot of other things, I didn't mention it in any form because that's kind of what the Discord is for. So 
you can probably still hear my voice. I can hear it right now. Like I had this respiratory thing back in December and it just, it won't let go of me. So I feel like I'm going to do the Barry White thing, like the, yeah, baby. Uh, but but it, it's there. I apologize. But that's part of the reason why I haven't been on the podcast, because this thing is just driving me nuts. Anyway, I have set up a Discord room, and uh, the information on the Discord, the actual link, it can be found on the Beekeeping for Newbies homepage. It's just beekeepingfornewbies.com, and there's a link right there to the Discord. If you're not familiar with Discord, it's a great platform for all sorts of things, mainly you know for communication. I've used it for stock trading, ham radio stuff. If you're interested in ham radio at all, you can go to the ham radio crash course. Uh, the guy who runs is a guy named Josh. If you just Google HRCC ham radio, that's Hotel Romeo, Charlie, Charlie, ham radio. There's tons of resources in there. A lot of good people, very active community. But anyway, my goal of this room is to provide like a real-time platform where people can engage in B-related dialogue. When and if the room you know, grows to be big enough in size, you know, we might host some live chats or do some live Q&As because, you know, Discord does support, you know, voice channels. So when you think of a, a channel, think of it kind of like as a room. So you can set up a voice room. Everybody joins at a certain time, and you can just kind of do open chat, and it, it's it's pretty cool. So for now, I just want people to be able to share information, you know, particularly areas of interest like, you know, bee clubs and news or just having a way to collaborate. I have a lot of emails from people who tell me that they, they can't find anyone near them. There's no one that, that wants to either cooperate or is involved in honeybees, and it's really, really frustrating. So as a quick highlight, here are the various channels that I've set up on the Discord server right now. So we have just a, a you know, welcome, which is it's, it's very generic, right? Hi, welcome to the room whatever announcements that's a great place where you can post any kind of announcements regarding the discord server upcoming live events anything within beekeeping doesn't matter there's a channel called bee clubs near you we have general images ipm and disease way off topic so if you want to go rant and chat about other things absolutely we encourage that well the reality is even if you're there talking about other things in the off topic section at least you're engaging right you're chatting with other people and then a message pops up in another channel, and you can jump over and take a look at it. So just use it as a place to chit chat. Like I said, just be nice and kind to one another, and don't you know don't 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 get silly. And then we have an area for videos. So if you take any kind of bee videos or something you want to have somebody take a look at, absolutely do so. And then there's the politics section. Now before you get angerified on the, you know anything about politics, the, the room is a joke. Like literally, I've set it up to where nobody has right permission. But I just I mentioned it specifically because I want to make sure people know that there's no discussing politics on this Discord server. It actually says it on the room. Just kidding. No politics here. And that I want to remind you. So I have seen rooms in the past that really, really get destroyed when people start bringing in politics to it. Let's just, you know, I know I'm, some, I'm sarcastic sometimes around some things, and I apologize. But this I really want people of all walks, religions, races, political backgrounds, whatever, whatever. Just put it aside, focus on honeybees. You'll actually find that you have a lot more in common with people than you probably realized. So that's what that's all about. Now, just so you know, there's there's no data populated in these rooms right now or these channels. There's nothing in there. So if you're thinking, oh, cool, I can go in right now and find out about a local bee club, probably not. This is where, you know, it's a great opportunity for people who are already in clubs and already involved in things to let people know about their club and about the resources they have in their area. So you might see somebody post something like, 
you know, hey, there's a bee club here in Bravo Foxtrot, Egypt, and we'd love to have you join. DM me for more info or, or something like that. So that's kind of what we're looking for. Okay, so jumping into the subject of the day, it's cold out. So what should you be doing right now in the off season, right? You're, wherever you are, maybe it's 20 or 30 degrees outside, maybe it's 20 below, and you're thinking, all right, we're a couple months away. What do I do now? So the one thing I would suggest, especially like as the availability of things continues to be a little bit sporadic might be a good opportunity to just stock up on a couple of things, right? You know, beekeeping is, it's a seasonal thing. You know, bee suppliers are really, really busy in like March through June. Then things will kind of taper off later in the season. So this is a good time to kind of lock in your Varroa treatments for the year, you know, and, and as far as other things go, like your hive bodies, I mean, you can be creative with hive bodies, you know, frames and those things. You can build boxes out of things that you kind of have laying around. But when it comes to those treatments, you know, you're a little limited, right? You're using apovar strips, you're using oxalic acid, but whatever you're using, you need to make sure that you're able to source that as early as possible, or you really can be disruptive with your honey if you're trying to harvest honey, getting the bees treated early, keeping those numbers low. So it's a good time to just kind of get caught up on that. And on the, on the quick subject of oxalic acid, I do believe it's the most effective way to do it. Probably not the most economical for a new beekeeper, if you're only managing a couple of hives. But um, I just want to kind of mention that because you know, we talk about oxalic acid and apovar strips and other things on a regular basis. And I just wanted you to know that for a small, you know, small beekeeper as a hobbyist, just stick with the apovar strips. I'm trying to get mine in around the 1st of April, roughly. That's kind of weather dependent, you know, not a hard date. But it's been a pretty mild winter so far. But I've lost colonies in, in February and early March before, so I'm not getting too excited. But I'm not worried either, right? Don't I mean, don't let yourself get too emotional at this time of year. Just kind of look for a nice warm day where it's in the 50s and 60s and see if they're still flying. And if they are, you probably have a good chance. Anyway, getting off topic here. This is definitely a good time to prep hive bodies. So if you have hive bodies that you bought the previous year or you've had some that you've already used for a year or two, good time to go through, maybe scrape off some extra propolis, you know, particularly on the on the bottoms and sides where they were joined up to other hive bodies, making sure that any exposed wood is painted, protected. Same thing on the frames, right? You know, obviously you're not painting the frames, but getting the frames prepped. So if you use wax foundation, you know, go ahead and start getting the wax in the frames, pulling those things together, making sure that you have a surplus on hand so that you're not in the middle of the season and realizing that now you all of a sudden have to start getting your frames ready and painting and things like that. I kind of like to use like a 50% rule as like a hobbyist beekeeper. Now, this is a completely made-up rule that I literally made up about 30 seconds ago, but that's not the point. The way it works is I like to maintain about 50% of my apiary. If you have two or three, four hives, like having about 50% of spare hardware on hand is really handy. And I would say, you know, at least have one full like summer hive, you know, like the from a stand all the way to the outer cover, including honey supers, having at least one full setup that's a spare. I think it was like my second or third season, you know, I realized the colony was ready to expand and I had nothing ready. And it was like at that point I realized, okay, I need to keep things on hand because I, then I had to order, get things in, get them assembled, get them painted, get everything set up, pain in the butt. So just having at least one spare, I mean, the reality is you know, once the once your numbers get up, you get up to five, six, seven, you know, if you had six hives, you don't need to have three entire sets, but you come out of the winter you have six hives, maybe one of them didn't make it to you, you're down to five, and you know that spring you're going to have to do some splits, and you've only got two, maybe three sets of spare hardware. At least having a place to move cramped bees and get and create space while you're waiting to get new things in, 
one thing I also recommend to you, I mean, as you know from previous episodes, I'm a, I'm a big Nuke fan, and I definitely recommend having a few of those laying around too. But I recommend building them yourself, right? Because they're really simple. You don't have to get the ones that have the stand and the base and the the Nuke bodies and inner covers and outer covers. You don't have to do all that. Just make a box, you know, that has, you know, full side, you know, four sides all the way around, a bottom, a solid bottom attached to the box. So it's basically five-sided. Have a lip where you can hook, you know, put the frames on, the edges of the frames can hook onto the lip. And then you can use a cloth inner cover and a piece of wood as an outer cover. If you don't have the cloth inner cover for now, then just put the outer cover with wood on there. Now, I will tell you that a thicker piece of wood on top is better because it's less susceptible to the kind of warping of the sun and the heat. You want it to be bigger than the top, you know, than the top of the actual nuke. So make it a couple extra inches on each side to kind of give a little bit of space. You can make it into like a migratory cover if you want. You can get as fancy as you want to want to go with that. But you just want something that's a little bit bigger and a thicker piece of wood and just to protect it, you know, give it some covering. And then you can just drill a hole right in the center of the front and the back if you want. Maybe use the front hole as an entrance. And in the rear, you put a piece of number eight hardware cloth on it so it's just for ventilation. But again, these these quick little nukes are good for, for just those situations where you got to make a nuke real quick or get some something out of a hive that you need to put off to the side while you're working. Gives you a, a place to keep everything enclosed, keep them from getting away. Just a thought. Another thing to uh, to be mindful of is if you use wax foundation, which I, I love it. I think the bees respond to it really well. You might want to store it inside or at least store it in a place where it doesn't get too cold. Uh, when it gets really cold, it becomes brittle. So if you go out to your bee shed or wherever you keep your bee things outside, let's say it's January, you decide you're going to pull your wax foundation, start getting everything ready and installed into the wooden frames. You might be disappointed when it starts breaking into little pieces. So if you just bring it in, you know, bring that wax foundation into the house overnight or at least for a few hours, kind of let it warm up a little bit. And that should be enough time for it to get a little more pliable and be easier to install because, like I said, you can destroy your wax pretty easy. It just, it just gets really brittle when it's cold. Another important thing is to go ahead and track down and inspect all your protective gear. When you first hear this, you're like, okay, you know, this is kind of a rookie thing. We know that. You know, tell me something we don't know. Well, I'll share kind of a quick story with you. It was, it was a few years. I mean, it was like, I don't know, like year two or three, early on. And, um, you know, my bee suit, my bee stuff's pretty mobile. I throw it in and out of the truck, and it's in the bee shed. It's in the garage. It's always somewhere it probably shouldn't be. And I knew that my primary stuff was in my truck, had one in the garage, pulled it out, started putting it on, and I went to uh, secure the strings that pull the veil down against your body, basically. And my thumb caught the edge of a hole, like under my right armpit area. And I was, I realized, I'm like, there's a hole there. So I took everything back off. And, you know, sure enough, I could tell where there were a couple of holes where moths had gotten to the suit and eaten through that. And they were definitely big enough holes to where multiple bees could have gotten in there. So I went ahead and, you know, put it aside, used my regular gear, and then went back later on and I sewed up the hole. But I'm telling you, man, getting stung, I've been stung on the side and in that area before. It is not good. Inspecting that gear ahead of time would have been a really, really great idea. So take a look at your stuff. Just give it a good once-over. Particularly pay attention to whether you have like a one-piece suit with the veil or a separate veil. Pay really close attention to the screens of those veils. It's not difficult for those to get pinched. 
And when they get pinched, the little metal, it's like a screen, kind of like a screen door. If something pinches it, you can break those real thin pieces of metal. And it doesn't take much, man. If there is a crack or a hole on anything that is covering your body, the bees will find a way. And you stand there long enough making them angry, they will find a way in. So definitely do an inspection of all your protective gear. Hey, everyone, thank you for listening. I hope that you're enjoying the show and are finding the information to be useful and valuable. In order to help keep the lights on, we do need to take a quick commercial break. Thank you so very much for hanging in there, and I appreciate you. We will be right back. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, everyone, welcome back, and thank you for staying with us today. As always, feel free to reach out if you have any questions or comments. I always enjoy hearing about your experiences, answering questions, and learning more about the challenges you're facing in different parts of the world. So please keep them coming. It's Jeff at beekeepingfornewbies.com. Now let's get back to the show on the Beekeeping for Newbies radio network. Okay, that's not a real thing, but I'm trying to make it sound more official, so just play along, all right? Thanks a lot. Okay, so one more thing I wanted to talk about here is I'm not sure if anyone has is familiar with or heard of IOT. So this stands for Internet of Things. This is basically kind of the, the automation of everything. You know, like you can talk to Alexa and she turns on lights in different rooms. You can have devices that are sensors, like a water sensor near your home AC system. So if the condensate drain is clogged and water starts leaking out, it can notify you or it can take some kind of an action like turning off your AC or your thermostat. So IoT is huge, and it's only going to continue to grow and become, you know, more. I think the word they like to use is ubiquitous across everything. It's everywhere. So for years, I, I've been thinking about ways to put meaningful capabilities into a hive and to be able to kind of track some useful information. And the only thing that really kind of consistently came to mind for me is something that a listener recently brought up about the idea of monitoring temperature. And, you know, I think being able to have multiple sensors inside a hive at varying levels, kind of, you know, vertically up and down would be really neat. Um, I think I, I read somewhere a while back where someone was doing something similar to determine if the cluster temperature in the wintertime, you know, got below a certain level. You know, they were able to tell, like, hey, we need to intervene at some point. The temperature is down to, let's say, 93 or 92. That means they're not able to keep things as, as warm as it should be. Uh, it was an interesting article. It's been several years since I've read it, I'll try and track it down. But, you know, trying to find something like that, the one challenge I've always had is that my bees are fairly remote. They don't have good, in, you know, internet connections. So you would have to almost like walk past them with a device, like a low power Bluetooth or something that could draw the data, you know, in as you went by. I thought about it on a larger scale. Like if you had a large apiary with thousands of colonies where you could literally just drive by and then you would pick up a Bluetooth signal from the devices as you drove through the rows of colonies you collect all the data go back and download everything i thought i thought that would be really really cool you have to be getting more data than just the temperature like if you're going to go to all that work you got to accomplish something a little more detailed but i still think it's a cool idea it's a fun thing to play around with 
and uh, you know being able to track things. If you were able to, to monitor the inside core temperature of the colony, and it's say middle of February, and you're looking at 95, 96 degrees, that's that's pretty good. You feel good about what you're seeing because you you know that the cluster is still there and they're keeping things warm and they're likely going to make it as you get further into the season. So that's pretty cool. I do remember, I think it was, God, it's been about four or five years ago, but there's another kind of similar story. It's still agriculture related, but not honeybees. I know very little about cattle, so don't pickle me if I mess something up here. But one problem I guess cattle farmers have is that if a cow goes into labor, sometimes there can be complications, you know, with either the calf, the cow, both. I mean, they could lose, you know, either or both of them, particularly in areas where there are large predators like Montana. And uh, what they were doing, I guess a group of researchers had outfitted pregnant cows who were, I don't know how many places they did this. I don't remember all the details, but they were basically tracking their body temperatures because apparently within hours of birth, the body temperature will drop. So this can kind of provide some advance notice to the rancher. You know, when this happens, it can provide, you know, like GPS location data of the pregnant cow. And then the the rancher and his or her staff can get to the cow, make sure they have a safe delivery. And again, be right there if there's any kind of complication or they can ward off any predators that might be in the area. So I, I thought that that was a really, really amazing use of technology. So that, that was pretty cool. Anyway, folks, I am going to go ahead and wrap this up. This is really kind of like not even a full episode in my opinion, but I did want to get back to everybody and let everybody know that I'm still on the right side of the grass and uh, trying to just keep things together. And like I said, one of these days we'll we'll give you all the, all the dirt and details on everything that's going down. But uh, like I said, I am still even though I'm not really actively podcasting like I would like to be, I'm definitely still around keeping track of emails. I'm probably looking at about a two to three day turnaround on most of those. And again, it's just Jeff at beekeepingfornewbies.com or more on the bees at protonmail.com. And I really, really want to thank all of you for your emails. You know, I feel like I've had the opportunity to be a part of so many of your families and, you know, sharing pictures of your, your families and your kids and, you know, your people doing bee things and telling me stories and, it's kind of a level of dialogue that I just didn't really expect. And, and I honestly feel like I have a bunch of friends all over the country and a few of them around the world. I think I've got a couple in Australia, New Zealand, Canada. So, yeah, we came up number six in Trinidad and Tobago yesterday. Well, today. Today, those are our, our stats. So that's a real big win for the podcast. Uh, sorry, I can't help but to laugh. I just think it's absolutely hilarious. But thank you again for all your messages and for allowing me to be a part of your bee journey. And uh, as always, just feel free to drop me an email if you have any questions. And uh, take care, be kind to one another, and I will talk to you very soon. The new Super Beats Heart Shoes Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.